This is Dubai Eye 103.8. Turn on, tune in, stay in or go out. This is The Social. On Afternoons with Helen Farmer. Great to be joined in the studio this afternoon by Maria Messani. She's the founder and CEO of ChildSafe ME. Talking about transport safety with many children going back to school next week. What can we do to protect them? Or could be buses, could be car seats. Hi, Mariam. How are you? Hi, Helen. Thanks for having me again. It's great to have you in the studio. And we've talked about all sorts of different things, um, child neglect, abuse. And sometimes we think this is a very other topic that other people are worried about. But I think it's safe to say that transport, car seats, buses, it affects every single parent here in the UAE. So we're going to be getting some advice from you this afternoon. But for anyone who's not familiar with Child Safe Emmy, can you explain a little bit about what you do and what that looks like on a, on a day-to-day basis? Uh, so Child Safe Me, it's an organization that helps uh, other entities such as schools, hospitals, government, whoever comes in contact with children directly or indirectly to make sure that the environment they deliver the service or they provide any kind of services to the children is safe. So what do we do? We provide uh, support in setting up policies and procedures, guidelines for different people such as teachers, uh, nursery teachers or parents themselves in order to understand what is safe, what is unsafe and how can the government protect uh, people who have any concerns in regards to child abuse or any kind of concerns around uh, child safety. So you're going into schools as well, working with Dubai police. So seeing, you talked about you know guidelines and kind of the paperwork side but I guess for for parents it's often a case of communicating and educating sometimes that's through the children yes so it's 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 a overall picture we can't just for a pinpoint and say it's just the role of the parents or the teachers everyone in our society needs to really get on with this child protection message and do their bits because if we leave it to one person and leave it all and say this is the person who is responsible and accountable then that's very high risk when it comes to the safety of the children some very sad news um, over the last couple of days. Um, this is from the Air and News Centre today. A three-year-old girl recovering in hospital after being locked in a car for four hours. She was asleep when her parents arrived at a family member's house. They locked the car, forgetting she was inside. She arrived at hospital in, in a coma, suffering from dehydration, suffocation and high brain pressure. Um, thankfully, is, um, is recovering on the paediatric ward. But we're seeing Stories about this over the last 10 years, numerous, it could be in cars. Buses has been the one to really hit the headlines. Um, Dubai police always warn the public and bus drivers about the importance of checking buses before they close, especially when they're carrying children. Just last year, Dubai police rescued at least 69 children trapped inside vehicles. And the year before, the force had responded to 76 such cases. Why do you think such accidents occur, Mariam? So I just want to say that this is not only happening in the UAE, it's happening globally everywhere. And sometimes you speak to people who say, oh, it's happening here because it's hot. Of course, the heat can have an impact. But at the end, it's also coming to your responsibility. So why is it happening? Because parents sometimes, I'm not saying that they they are careless. Sometimes they can be, but not in all scenarios. They can be sometimes thinking, I don't want to wake the child sleeping. And they think always sleeping is the best thing for the child resting. So I'm going to be back in an hour or half an hour or whatever. But you cannot risk this. You cannot think because if if you imagine yourself locked into car as an adult, close the, the windows, everything, no fresh air. Things can happen, you know, and as a child, when you are sleeping, it can go in even worse. Yeah, much more vulnerable. Yeah. So we said before about kind of spreading responsibility and understanding. 
But who do you think is the key person or persons responsible for children outside of the home when it comes to sports clubs and school buses and institutions? So uh, I'm sure you heard about Wadima Law. We talked about it previously. It was established in 2016. Now it's called Child Protection Law. So under the Child Protection Law, it, it gives emphasis on every institution that works with children to make sure that they have a safe environment. And how would this be done in terms of, for example, schools? They need to make sure they're driving are trained. They they do understand if something happens or they have a check to-do list, you know, when they get out of the car, what do they need to look for? What are the signs before recruiting even these people or mm-hmm. as an induction? So there are so many different people that needs to do their bits in order for this to, to happen successfully. And then again, it's not 100% guaranteed when everybody does their job, nothing is going to happen. There's always a risk. So going back to school next week, my daughter gets the bus home because she gets the you know needs to be picked up when I'm here. <laughs> so yeah. I'd be a bit conspicuous by my absence if I was doing the school run at two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got to be honest, the the tragedies that we have heard about in the news haven't put me off using that transportation simply because well we've got limited options for mm-hmm. for numerous reasons. So from a practicality point of view. But the school has been really good at reassuring us about the processes that are in place. And they have a bus nanny who is in charge of X number of, of pupils mm-hmm. who then will call our nanny and say, you know, we're five minutes away. Can you, can you come out and, and you know be there ready for collection? So there is accountability. It's not a case of all of the kids are on a bus and there's one guy at the front and he does a drop off and a rough head count and everything's fine. We are seeing more and more signs in buses saying bus has been checked, which, you know, I don't know. Does that actually mean anything? Well, that's that's the first step, I would say. It's good that, yeah, it's been checked. But then again, sometimes you speak to schools that we don't, we, we don't have enough resources to have two people. Mm-hmm. in the, So they just have the drivers, so no assistance to be there to check the, the kids. It depends, of course, on the school and the resources they have. But as a responsibility, if every school re- feels responsible and accountable to implement Wadima law and child protection law, they need to make sure that all of these protocols are implemented in a school. <laughs> system and all the bus drivers are trained all the teachers are aware and also the children themselves they need to be having an induction like activity time to learn about these uh, things if it happens what can they do if they wake up in the middle of it and they are sleeping and who do they go to what do they do who do they call or bang on the door these things are things we need to discuss with the children and make them aware of it that it could happen to them as well so what exactly does the law say when it comes to this um, to car seats and to buses as well so it talks about safeguarding and child protection overall and it it identifies that the schools are responsible for the children while they are at the school premises so some schools might say but the children already left the school and they are in the, but again they are still in this school bus so it it's under your responsibility so it tries to highlight it, it it takes time i was mentioning earlier it takes time for the implementation but it's it's the beginning and we need to all do something in order not to wait for the government to push and say what exactly it means before implementing these protocols. Inspiration for staying in or going out. We've got you covered. We're talking security this afternoon, of course, back to school next week. Mario Mesani joining us, founder and CEO of Child Safe Me, here to talk all things bus and transport safety. Um, and num- lots of messages coming in around this as well. It's a very obvious concern for many parents. We drop our kids off. We hope they're safe. They come back. 
But what happens in the middle? Sometimes it's a bit of a question mark. Adnan's saying here, why not use technology? I don't have my kids using the bus, but why not have cameras accessed by parents to watch the bus live if needed and have a better safety feel for it too? I quite agree. Surely it's just going to be around the corner. You were at an education show in Sharjah recently, Emma. What was the kind of big headlines there? Yeah, when I went there, I actually spoke to the um, the transport guys that were providing um, a lot of the school transport. And a lot of the buses do have cameras on board, obviously, to, to monitor what's going on, to make sure there's no children left on the bus and monitor the behaviour and all the rest of it. And they were telling me that um, a lot of the buses have um, a click-on, click-out monitoring systems. So the parents get an SMS when their child gets on the bus so they know their child is on the bus safely and they also get an SMS when their child gets off the bus so they know their child has also left the vehicle which I th- which I thought was great it as is. far as I could you know it was and they'd had it in place for quite a while in a lot of these buses it's not on my daughter so I'd be very interested to see how widespread this is in Dubai Fiona's asking I still see so many drivers who refuse to stop when the bus has a stop sign out and I've seen a few occasions where drivers have nearly hit children and their chaperones as they come off the bus walk around the front and across the boat because vehicles aren't obeying the law. What more can we do about this? So basically you can report, uh, but also people usually don't feel protected if they report they don't know what's going to happen next. So just to assure everyone, it's illegal. You know, drivers really need to be careful with the children. If they have children in the back, they need to make sure they are buckled up. Parents, as parents, caregivers, nannies, or as, as an example, not stopping for the children. You know, they can report these people. I know it takes a a lot of effort, but this is what we need to do. There are numbers, I can share them with you at the end in terms of where to call, who to contact uh, in, in, in towards different scenarios when it comes to it. Hassan's also asking about reporting. He's saying, when the school picks up or drops off children around our community, I see so many kids jumping up and down, stood up in their seats and generally not behaving well. Who can I report this to? So this is to the school. I mean, the school is responsible in order to make sure that the drivers, whoever the assistants in the bus, making sure that everybody seated and buckled up and make sure that they are safe while they're driving picking them up or dropping them off from the school to home yeah um question from saskia and this is this was me a year ago <laughs> saying my son is going on the school bus for the first time next week and i'm very nervous about it more than he is is there anything i need to keep in mind so the first thing i would say to parents have a discussion with the school ask them do they have a protocol around the safety of their buses or the drivers have they been trained do they have a second person on the bus. These are questions you can start with. And then you would know if the school is doing all they need to be doing in terms of the safety of the children when they are on board. So that's the first thing I would say. I would say don't worry. I was so <laughs> worried, like super, super anxious about it. And guess what? She loves getting the bus. She's oh. got her bus friends. She's got the bus nanny. I think children love buses. They, do, they yeah, really they do. do. They it's, get it's, excited. It is. It's a treat. But I think a lot depends as well on the length of journey. You know, it depends where you are on that drop yes. off because you do have children who could be on the bus for half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour, an hour plus. And sometimes it's a nice chance to have a nap. Yeah, I think exactly. mine just has 15 minutes where she has a, has a you know a bit of a chat. But um, Saskia, um, Maram's absolutely right. Speak to the bu- speak to the bus company. Speak to the school. Make sure that everything is a smooth process. And even what that's going to look like if it's going to be any bus nannies or assistants coming into the classroom to pick up your ch- you know children. What other children do you know that are going to be on the bus? Um, and that way you can explain to your son what that's going to look like. Yeah, and these needs to be also discussed with the children, like not to frighten them, but just to make sure that they do understand if it happens what they need to be doing Mm -hmm. around this. But good luck. And good luck to all parents whose kids are going back to school or indeed starting school next week. 
I was a mess. I was a mess. <laughs> I, can imagine. I cried the night before it's my emotional. husband. My husband thought I was absolutely oh. out of my mind. But I think you know we are. It, it's human nature to you know reflect on our own experiences when it yes. starts you know kind of going back to school. And I remember my first week at school being really really scary. So that's what I was expecting it to be for my daughter and. It wasn't. First day excited. we had, yeah. First day she had tears. Second day she refused to leave the classroom. <laughs> so, <laughs> she forgot about you. Yeah, felt pretty, pretty dejected. <laughs> but uh, I think yeah, lots of parents over the next week or so doing the drop off and then having a cry in their car. And trust me, if you do that, you're not alone. I was very much there. Inspiration for staying in or going out. We've got you covered. Joined in the studio this afternoon, Mario Messani is here, founder and CEO of ChildSafe Me. We're talking about bus safety and indeed all forms of transportation as back to school is starting next week. Lots of worried parents out there, Mariam. I'm yes. sure you, um, you're not surprised with this at all. A message here, it's got no name and as I said, feel free to be anonymous. We completely mm-hmm. understand. Message asking, my daughter goes to school on the bus every day and last term there was a lot of bullying going on from the older kids. Now my daughter is very nervous about having to use the bus again. What can I do about the situation? This is very common. Bullying is happening a lot in schools. And as as long as the school is not, they need to address it, the school themselves, the teachers. They need to address this to the parents and to the children. So she can report it to the school if they have a child protection officer. Some schools they do. If not, then, then she needs to speak with the management of the school saying that this is happening. What are you doing about awareness raising around bullying in the school for the children and to the teachers as well. Emma's making a face. I just, I just, as someone who was bullied mercilessly at yeah. school very often. And on the bus, as you said earlier. on the bus yeah. as well. I had people basically stick a whole bunch of chewing gum in my mm. hair and my father had to cut it all out. It was disgusting. But very often, <laughs> it, it sounds like a great idea in theory, but in practice, when you kind of raise these issues, it can make the bullying worse you because you vulnerable. become a snitch. Mm-hmm. It's, well, a, it's a really, it's a really, really difficult thing to, it, to deal with. It is, it is. It, like any any kind of uh, forms of abuse, which is bullying is a form of abuse as well. It's a complex subject. You mm. know, we can't just say th- it's going to take it all away if you start up. But it's taking action because sometimes yeah. it's again ag- about reporting. If you see something, you want to report it rather than say, if I report it, nothing is going to happen. Or maybe it's going to make things worse yeah. because in some scenarios, in some countries, it could get worse when you report something. So when it goes to bullying, I, I really think it's about uh, awareness raising, you know, the children themselves, they used to do uh, these practices. Maybe they learned from other siblings. Maybe it was an okay practice around their community, around their siblings. But they need to be told this is a wrong practice. And if you do such thing, there is consequences with the school. Mm. You know? I, I think the danger, as you're um, mentioning there, is, is when it's very specific about you did this to my kid and that child feels like the spotlight's on them. Yes. Whereas perhaps it's more of a general issue saying mm. we know bullying is happening in our, you know on our exactly. school transportation on our school grounds it will not be tolerated yes but the school has to ultimately know about it otherwise they will not know there's a problem definitely I mean as an example somebody contacted me through Instagram and it was the child himself I mean they said can you not share my name so I'm not he gave me the school where he studies and I contacted the school I said we are doing delivering sessions around awareness for the children and the parents and he's been abused by his parents so I'm going to go there I'm not saying it's going to change the world or but at least the parents would know Mm. that there are people saying that this is an illegal practice and if you do such thing you can be reported and taken very seriously you know criminal yeah speaking of reporting a tricky one here Mohammed and I 100% have seen this 
Mohammed saying, when it comes to parents parking outside schools, it seems to be a massive free-for-all with kids running all over the place. There's little concern for youngsters. How can I raise this properly with the school and make other parents realise that they need to be more careful and considerate? I mean, does, I'm sure parents get together from time to time in the school they have these days. Getting to, You can maybe consider having this as an agenda item and discussing it. There are issues, ongoing issues sometimes, that needs to be discussed. And very informally, we're not saying everything needs to be reported formally to the schools. And otherwise, it's going to end up you calling the school every day. So it's, it's very important to have this this informal like a discussion with other parents and maybe other people have similar concerns and they might do something to fix this issue. Inspiration for staying in or going out. We've got you covered. But it's all about safety in real life right now as we're joined in the studio by Mara Mesani. She's the founder and CEO of Child Safe Me. We're talking everything bus, transport, car seat related as we prepare for our children to go back to school. Jamal's saying, Hi, whenever I drop my kids off at school or pick them up, I see a lot of parents not strapping their kids in, using car seats and so on. Can schools not take more responsibility and educate parents around the dangers of not buckling up their kids? They, they can. They can have a discussion with them, but it goes back to the parents themselves. You can't force them to put a car seat exactly. in as, as, as much as that would be fantastic. Yes, I mean, it would be very ideal if all parents do that. But again, it's about the school looking into this as an issue and discussing it with the parents and oh. also saying it's illegal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically illegal. There is a fine. Uh, 400 uh, dirham fine mm-hmm. and you get four black points for that as well and it's considered illegal it's not yet it's not for discussion this is the law uh, now this is law. yes as this is law 2017 they brought in the seatbelt law so every single person in the car has to wear a seatbelt mm-hmm. one person one seatbelt uh, children up to four years have to be in a child's seat uh, or you get fines and black points the front seat passenger is not allowed to be under 10 years old or under 145 centimetres um, tall. So if they're older than 10 but they're short, they still have to be in the back seat of the car. Hope that helps um, clear that up. But yeah, Jamal, you're absolutely right. Schools ideally would take more responsibility. One thing I think we hope to insist on in the future is hospitals taking more responsibility and not allowing babies to go home after being delivered unless there's a suitable car seat in place. The number of times I've seen people just climb into the back of a car and holding that baby in their arms and... It terrifies me every single time. Um, Hannah's asking, any advice on keeping kids in car seats? My two-year-old has always hated being in the car and now planks and then wriggles out at every opportunity. It makes journeys really stressful. Thank you. The, honestly, sc- screaming kids, I completely get it, Hannah. It's, it's horrendous. The one thing I found kind mm-hmm. of amongst friends that does work is something called Houdini straps. And you can get them online at Spree yeah. in Mum's World. And it's like an extra strap that goes across their chest above where the buckle is and make sure you're using a five point seat belt um, in that car seat for your uh, for your two year old but the Houdini straps is, makes it, it really hard yeah. for them to wiggle out and also on YouTube there is a you can just search like uh, buckling up or seat belt for children there's a song where children really gets into their heads and they start singing it and then they will remind you oh I just did this you know look at me and I need a reward now <laughs> so <laughs> you can also use yeah. that as a use tool bribery <laughs> never fails Hannah um, finally Mary what, what do we need to know in terms of numbers for reporting if we are concerned about child safety in, in any form? So you can always report any child abuse or neglect. Uh, so if we're talking about the bus safety and not buckling, this is considered as neglect and it's a form of child abuse. You can always call the Ministry of Interior uh, Child Protection Centre line at uh, 116 
1111. That's the number 116111. And also, uh, you can alternatively co- contact the Dubai Foundation for Women and Children at 800111. These are the two numbers that you can uh, get in touch with. Emma, you've reported people for not having their kids buckled up in the back or indeed in car seats. <laughs> yes. what, which numbers are you using? I normally call 901 and report them for traffic offences. And what happens then? What's the process? Uh, basically, normally the police will call them and go, someone's reported you for not strapping your kids in or having under... Because at the end of the day, it's willful child endangerment. You're putting that child's life at risk. And not just that, if you've got a car, uh, a child bouncing around the car, mm. distracting, distraction. you know, that could be causing accidents on the road yes. for everyone yeah. around you as well. Mm. People, please just buckle up. I mean, I, I, it really saddens me that we're still talking about this yeah. as, mm. as an issue it's that people sad. aren't doing this. Yeah. Please just do it. Cost should not be an issue. You can get seats from a couple of hundred dirhams. If you can afford a car, you can afford a car seat. Um, and anything finally we should be aware of as parents, right? So uh, I highlighted a few things for the parents. Uh, they need to start having a discussion with their children and uh, making sure that they do understand if things uh, happen, what they need to be doing. And it depends on the age range, of course, of the children. Have a discussion with the school, the nursery, the institution. Sometimes it's after school activity clubs. It's not just the school that we're talking about. We need to know that they have protocols. They have taken all the steps in order to ensure the safety of the children within their premises and outside when they pick up or drop off the children and also teach children about the the emergency numbers where they they can contact or what they need to do like who are the safe adults that they can get in touch with or contact if the parents are not around and they are in such a cases yeah and where can people contact you and find out more about what you do so you they can visit uh, child safe me www.childsafeme.com or on instagram at child safe me and i will be very happy to answer all their questions around this brilliant thank you for coming in sharing all of your insights and advice thank you for weekend. having me thank you this is dubai i 103.8